Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to The Fulfillment Project. I have a very special episode for you today. Uh, I had said that I wasn't going to be doing any more guests for the rest of this year, but I actually have my mother in in town. Um, We're going to be doing some Christmas shopping this weekend, and I thought it would be really fun to get her on the show to talk about how the world has really changed in terms of career paths and entrepreneurship and even my own journey from going through what I thought was a a steady and stable career, quitting dental hygiene, maybe her thoughts on that and and me going into entrepreneurship through a world that is very new for her. So this is my mom, Cindy. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for being open about doing this. No problem. Um, Before we hit record here, you were talking about... Back in the 70s and what was expected of people for a career path? Well, you were expected to get a high school. And uh, then if you knew what you wanted to be, uh, university, not so much college, it was mostly universities were were an option, but you really had to have a direction of where you were going to go. You didn't just go and take a general course and hope that you uncovered something while you were there. Um, Yeah, it was... Yeah, it, it was very, very different. Now, um, you know, every everybody's expected to go and get at least a degree. It doesn't matter what the degree is. You just have to have one. But that's the expectation of employers. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting with how many degrees and subjects are out there and people get done school and yet it doesn't even lead them to a career path. No. Well, you don't know what's out there until you get out there and you start investigating it. Also, in the 70s, an employer would employ you and train you as to what they wanted from you. That's not so much anymore. Overachievers are being hired to work at McDonald's because everybody has a degree. So what's the value of a degree? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, but like I, I started with RBC. In 1976, uh, high school education. And uh, that, that was all that was required. You just had to have a high school diploma. And, and I was there for 41 years. And I took courses. It was expected that you did courses and... Um, upgrade your skills. Upgrade your skills. It depends on what, where you wanted to go in the organization because I, can, I probably had 12 careers inside of that corporation, mm. depending on where you want it to go. That's not, that's not the way it is today. Do they still do upgrading courses now with RBC? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but, you know, if you want it to be hired and go somewhere today, you have to have an MBA. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... Mm-hmm. Even dad, he, I remember in the 90s, him going back to night school to finish high school. Yes, he, he, he started at uh, Alcan uh, right around the same time, 1976. He didn't have a high school. He had grade nine. Wow. And then got laid off, major shutdown of the plant in Kingston in 92. And uh, yeah, he sat with you guys at the dining room table. And got his high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember going to his graduation. Yeah. God, yeah. How, how old would I have been? Oh, 12? 12, yeah. 
maybe 12, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was all by correspondence that he did it. And um, he, it, one of, it was an English that he had to get, and he had to write poetry. And some of the poems that he wrote were, I wonder where did that really? come from? <laughs> but it was, it was really good. It's, it's when you dig deep inside yourself. But he really enjoyed doing that. Like, and then he went back to St. Lawrence and got the air conditioning refrigeration yeah. um, technician yeah. course. And he really enjoyed that. So He's much. a little bit like you. You I, know how you like education. Yeah. You like to be learning something all the yes. time. That's, that's him. Yeah. That's where I get my growth mindset from, my father. <laughs> But my mom stayed with the same corporation for 41 years. 41 years. That's where yeah. the consistency comes from. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Okay, so you stayed with the same corp- corporation for 41 years. Dad was, you know, he did a lot of, you know, factory work and, and shift work. So I guess in the 90s when he was laid off, is that when you started to realize that you need more of continuing education to get careers? Yes. Oh, well, you couldn't get a job without a high school education. Right. That, right. Even though... You know, you'd been out in the workforce for 20 years. It, you still had to have that high school diploma. Uh, but that's when he also started the cleaning business. Mm-hmm. He, he cleaned offices and uh, people's homes. And yeah, except for our house. He never, he never cleaned that. <laughs> but, uh, and he was really good at that. He, it was a pride of, of ownership yeah. of that business, of his Dad name. has an entrepreneurial spirit. He does. Which I think yes. is where I get that from as well. And then the sign business. He had that going for, what, 21 years, and he just sold that. And, yeah, that was, mm-hmm. and that was, it was a matter of him having control. And that's where you get that part. He had, he had to have control of, of some aspect of his life. Because, I mean, just think if a man, 41 years old, two kids and a wife, and you get laid off, and you don't have a high school diploma. Panic. Panic. Yeah, it. It would be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had a job. Yeah. It all happened because it, 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 was, it was interesting at the time. In, it, he got laid off in November. Um, September that year, the plant had said they, were going, they were, had record year the year before. There was absolutely no chance of layoffs. It was, everything was just go, go, go. And then they announced that they were going to build a new plant in the United States and the layoff notice we're, we're giving, like in two months, how could how could a corporation change its mind? And, mm-hmm. But that's where you don't have control of your own world. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Royal Bank announced that they were closing the department I was in. Oh. Two I weeks didn't... after he got his layoff notice, I got that notice. And they were going to try and fit us in, in the, within the corporation. Some people opted and took a retirement, but and I got a job. But that's how fast you can be on welfare. That's how fast you don't have health care, like other than OHIP, you don't have a health package. Insurance. Both, yeah. of, both of us had really stable jobs. And yeah, it was, and that's where you just panic. Oh my, you know, how, how can this happen? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how fast that can happen. Yeah. But when you were growing up, we always talked about when you're going to university. When are you going to I remember, college? what are you going to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? Yeah. And I think like every parent asked their child that. But for some reason in like grade four, I was like, I'm going to, well, I think I wanted to be a dentist. You wanted to be a dentist. And you the, loved going to the dentist. I think we took you to the dentist the first time when you were four <laughs> years old. And you were fascinated with all the little uh, tools, tools and, yeah. and oh, this thing that squirted water out of it and, and the chair that went up and down. 
You were in your <laughs> element, and that was that was it. You wanted to be a dentist. I'm glad that you didn't get that and drop it. No, I think I realized how much school. I'm like seven years after high school because yeah. I actually never really enjoyed. I didn't hate school, but it wasn't something I loved growing up. Um, and then deciding to go into dental hygiene. Yeah. yeah. And you enjoyed it. I, I think you enjoyed the school part of it. Yeah, I enjoyed And I think it was, with a dental hygienist, there's no room to grow. Whether, okay, I could open my own office or become like, there's different levels of hygiene. But I think getting into that career for a couple of years and realizing that there was no room for growth mm-hmm. was where I felt like stuck. Yeah. I remember like it was a couple of years into that. I think I was making like $32 an hour. I was like 23 or 24, which was amazing for that time in my life. And I remember thinking, is this all there is? And it was, it was like this panic of there's no way I can do this for 30 more years of my life working in the same office, doing the same thing every single day. And it was like a feeling of being like stuck. And yeah. That's why, like, I, I condone you for being in your career. Like, but be- I didn't work in the same place or right. with the same people right. or in the same department. Right. That's what a big corporation gives you, mm. the ability to move around and change your career paths. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but for you, yeah, I could, yeah, the panic in your eyes was, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, gonna- and this is where I found fitness. And, you know, I've shared this story many times on the episode. And uh, with, I think it was from feeling stuck and not feeling like I had an outlet for growth is where I actually found fitness. And that gave me a place to learn and experiment with my body and put a passion into something. And that's really where that whole cornerstone started for me. And then developing an audience online, which I think is interesting because you're not on Facebook. No. You're not on Instagram. No. You might not even know what that is. I do. Okay. I know what it is. Your father has it all. <laughs> But I, I have no interest of, of being on a computer. Right. That's, right. I did that all my life. And no, I have no interest at all. And so what were your thoughts with me wanting to start a business on like an online platform that you had no idea anything about? It was part-time at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember thinking, okay, this is just a sideline. Well, you were always a sports enthusiast. So... Um, yeah, you doing doing that part of it that didn't really surprise us. When it was as successful as as you were, that's when it's like this could go a lot further. Um, I was kind of surprised at how quickly you went from one direction to the next direction. That's that's the only thing that really concerned us was all of a sudden, okay, you didn't want to be a hygienist any longer, and you had wanted that so much for so long. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you were you wanted to do something else, but you, you're always been a person that puts her mind to something, and you'll make it work. There's no talking me out of it. No, no talking <laughs> you out of it. I, remember, I think it took me like four months to actually tell you that I'd quit hygiene, yeah. and then when I did tell you, you were like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you're not a good liar. No, you no. can't. You cannot keep a secret, and you, yeah, yeah. How's things going? How's your job? Fine. And there would be no more, no more comments. So it kind of knew something. So if there's anyone listening here who maybe they have been working part-time in their career and their family's giving some backlash as to what they're doing, are there any tips or advice that you can give to them about how to ease their family's mind? Um, I guess it's a matter of your passion for it. And if your family knows you well, they know that, you know, for to be happy, you have to have a passion. You have to have, you have to be 
wants success. And there's no sense in doing something if you don't not enjoying doing it. And I know that's a hard thing for my generation to understand because we got jobs, we stayed in the job because we had to put, you know, a food roof on the over. table. Yeah. yeah, that's not the way it is today. Um, everybody has to be. You have to be really uh, driven in order to be successful in in anything, whether you're working for somebody or working for yourself. Uh, if you want to go further in your life, and so if your if your parents are giving you some grief or I guess you just have to show them, prove them, prove that you can do it, and uh, and don't let anybody tell you you can't. Because if, if, if you hadn't tried it, where would you be today? Yeah, yeah. And I, I like what you said there about you just have to prove it, because I think naturally you want to keep your kids safe. Like, yes. you know, you don't want to see me fail. You don't want to see me give up a good career. You don't want to see me not make the income that I want. So from a safety perspective... I knew you could always go back to hygiene if all else failed. You got the education. You could go back. Um, but, yeah. I, and, but you've always jumped from one thing to another thing to another thing. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get bored with something or you're just, it's not as fulfilling. And then you'll go to something yeah. else. Hence why this is called the fulfillment project. I think that's interesting because even going from fitness coaching and like rebranding the past year, um, it was hard to give up fitness coaching because I feel like I worked so hard to prove to everybody that I could actually do that. And it wasn't like working hygiene where I had that income I could stand back on. So it was like, okay, I need to like give up fitness coaching and build this other business and brand all simultaneously. Um, but now that realizing that I've done that, it, it's given me a lot more confidence to be like, okay, I might not be business coaching, but I just have the confidence and the skills to be able to move in the direction I always want to. Yeah. You have to see it. You have to see the goal and, and see the end. And, and you probably don't know how you're going to get there, mm-hmm. but you just keep working towards it. Some things work, some things don't. You just work around obstacles. And if your parents or your siblings or anybody is an obstacle, go around them and, mm-hmm. and, and keep in touch with positive people. Mm-hmm. Don't, let, don't let negativity pull you down because that's the worst thing. It'll... It'll yeah, burn you out. Yeah, I think that's why. Like, I've I've changed a lot of groups of friends and people that I interact with because if you want to get to that next level of your life or new level, you can't keep hanging around. No, those same people. No. Yeah. There's always special people in your life that you'll always come back to, even though they may not understand what you're doing or where you want to go or what. what it, they don't understand who you are anymore, but in your core, they know who you you are in your core, mm-hmm. and you always have those people in your life. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, you, you, friendships evolve. Good. Um, so, how do you v- view the social media world? <laughs> she has this panic look on her face. <laughs> I, I, I find that I Facebook for one thing. I don't want everybody to know what I'm doing when I'm doing it or if I'm doing it at all. I, I don't want I, I've never been a really private person, but I find myself getting more private. Mm. I since I retired. I don't want people to know what I'm doing anymore. Uh, you know, for 41 years, I had to do what everybody knew what I was doing all day long. And now nobody knows what I'm doing. I re- and some people say, aren't you bored? Oh, no, <laughs> I'm not bored at all. But and and dad, he's on Facebook. And the rule is he puts nothing on about me. I don't know whether he does or whether yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. But I just don't I don't want people to know. Yeah. I think that. 
everybody is in everybody else's business. It used to be that if you wanted to talk some, to somebody, you picked up the phone and you talked to them. How many times have you sat back and thought, geez, I text that person. Oh, I talk to that person all the time. No, I don't talk to that person all the time. I've talked to them for a month. Yeah, I get, I get bad with that, even with you. Yes. <laughs> it's all of a sudden, or you're having a text back and forth, and all of a sudden you realize that they've taken it the wrong way. Mm. Uh, like, well, pick up the phone. The misinterpretation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of people are... I mean, even for myself, I'd rather deal with someone through um, an email or maybe through a text message. And sometimes when the phone rings, if, even if you don't recognize the number, you're like, I'm not picking that up. I don't know who that is. Yeah. So I think social media is, it's great because it allows us to stay in contact. Like I can see what different people are doing in their lives, um, but it definitely has decreased communication. Yes. A lot. And uh, just for you, you work from home. Mm. You don't see a lot of people. Um, I, the last six years of my career, I worked from home and I found after two or three days at home, I had to go into an office and sit Do you find that? No, I like, um, like but I find like the more I am around people. So like we just got back from Jamaica and I was, there was 50 people at this wedding. So we were interacting with people all day long. And, uh, you know, we got back two nights ago and if you weren't coming over today, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, I could work, but I've been interacting with so many people. So I find I go through stages, like I'll get to my hermit stage right. and then I'll not want to interact with oh, people. Okay. But then the more I am around people, the more I will crave that, that connection, that communication with people. Yeah. So it, it varies. It, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a matter of, of, uh, how, how introvert or extrovert, extrovert you are. are. Yeah. And I, I could not work from home. Like I, I was supposed to be at home 70% of the time working and I could not do that. I had to get. Yeah. I think that's interesting because a lot of people, they feel like they want freedom to work from home. And I think it is great because it will allow you to work your own hours. Um, But many people do need that human connection. You have to be very disciplined to work from home. Very. Very. Uh, You know, the cat walks through the room and, oh, I'll go talk and pet the cat for a half hour. It's, you know, it's a different mindset. Did you find that hard when you, so you said it was the last six years of your career that you were working more from home. Mm -hmm. Did you find that difficult at first? Uh, Well, I went to 100% commission, so I was driven. (laughs) That was. was If I don't work, I don't get paid. That's right. It was was a scary step, but... uh, I, I knew, I, I love people, I, and I love helping people. So oh, I, what I did was I sold mortgages. I put people in houses, or, or you know, some people I worked with for two years to save and change their spending habits or whatever in order to afford the house that they wanted. And it, I really enjoyed that. But you're on the phone all the time. That's, that's your means of communication. And then you might meet face-to-face, but a lot of it is emails, texts, mm-hmm. and phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a people person. I'd like to be face-to-face with people. Have you noticed over the years with the technology rising that more people were working from home? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I even heard of corporations like slashing departments and like downsizing their yeah. whole buildings because of... Oh, it saves them money. They don't have to have the bricks and mortar yeah. to, to support the staff. The staff can work from home and they know from your computer how many hours are you on that computer. Mm. Like they, they can follow you. They know what you've done and where you've been and, 
if you know if you're not like we I had a goal I had to reach that goal and if you didn't reach the goal then the question was well why not yeah that's interesting one of our clients Brenda she just went full-time in um, October and she used to work for a corporation and she said that yeah they could monitor when you were on your computer so she had settings on her computer that if that she could make it look like she was active that her computer would stay <laughs> open so the corporation would think that she was working from those days that she was home so but I mean if you're not getting the results and you're on the computer you know eight hours a day then what are you playing uh, right. solitaire or something <laughs> but yeah I I, I really really liked working on commission I could see myself being self-employed after doing because in a way I was yeah you know if I if I didn't work I didn't get paid and well that's what gave me that that spark because when I was working hygiene I was on an hourly basis right and then the last year or two I went to commission basis Mm -hmm. and I found I was more motivated to work I would work through my lunch with a client because I wouldn't care because I knew I was getting paid more right and that's what kind of sparked that the harder I work the more money I'll make right and that's what corporations are looking for that sort of entrepreneurial attitude where if I work harder and I am better at my job and uh, then I will make more money and the corporation will be successful and it's a win-win for everybody Mm -hmm. so yeah more and more corporations are going to that Mm -hmm. that route and I think it's good it's it's good for for their employers employees too because it you know if you like what you're doing you work harder at it you work yeah mm -hmm. Do you think job security has gotten more scarce? Yeah, there is no... If somebody thinks they have job security, then they're living in a dream world because, well, you just look at what happened to that auto plant down in Oshawa. Yeah, GM. That 5,000 layoffs, I think it was the spinoff of it. They estimate right. it's going to be 5,000 people. They thought that they were secure. There's people there that have worked there for, you know, 25, 30 years, and they're out. And where do you go if that's what you've done that long? Like, where do you go for another job? Auto industry is is a big industry, but there are only so many plants to work at. And, yeah, job security. Mm-hmm. Was there such thing as job security back in, like, the 70s or 80s, though? The longer you're with a corporation, the more secure you feel because it's going to cost them money to get rid of you. Mm. So, okay, so you, you, you're, you're out of a job, but you get a year's salary, so you got a year to reinvent yourself. Um, yeah, in the 70s and 80s, well, not, it was the late 80s that thing kind of fell apart. Uh, but in the 70s, you had job security. Well, the, a false sense maybe of yeah. job security. Yeah. But, yeah, you have to be self-sufficient in your own in your own career and in your own lifestyle and your own, you Mm -hmm. you don't rely on anybody else to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's why the entrepreneurial or small businesses are so prominent now because of technology and social media and corporations are actually training you to think of that like growth mindset drivenness. But I think it's interesting when people can sometimes come out of a secure or corp- corporate job and then they realize, oh, I have to market myself. I have mm-hmm. to find clients. I have to actually make this work for myself. Yes. And, yeah. um, and that's not easy if you've never done it because you, you're selling yourself. And some people, they don't have the confidence in themselves to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you really, you have to know in your soul that you're, you're, you're good. You can sell yourself. You're yeah, yeah. That's a hard. We talk about that a lot in our mentorship with our clients. 
Because um, it's hard for people to put themselves on a pedestal. Yeah. And say, like, I'm good at what I do. Yeah. This without, is what I bring to the table. Without coming is... from, like, a ego or right. narcissistic standpoint. Yeah, you don't want to sound that way. You no. Know? But you do want to sound confident in, in your ability to... you got to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people cannot sell themselves. Mm-hmm. Were you ever in sales through any of your... Um, uh, positions with the Royal Bank. That's all I was. So that's what you're selling. You're selling. You're selling products and services. Right. Um, but you're also fulfilling dreams. A lot of the time, it's. I know people have, slam banks all the time, but you, the, the people that I work with, I'd say you know seventy percent of the people that I work th- with. They're, they're there to try and make you success. There's nothing better than somebody that really wants to buy a car or buy a house or go on a vacation and you set them up in a savings plan and they're successful at doing it. And they send you a postcard from someplace that, I we made it, we did it. Or, or they bought the house and, and they're so excited. And, and it's, it's so self-fulfilling um, for, for our end of things to see it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, but it, it's not, it's not easy because it's very competitive out there and I don't care what industry you're in. It's very competitive. Yeah. And just like what you said, any industry you're in, no matter what you're selling, there are competitors. That's right. So you have to have the confidence that mm-hmm. what you are selling is the best option yeah. for that person. Yeah. Yeah. And RBC, I'll go back to that cause that's the company I know. We, I don't believe that a corporation gets business because of the corporation. They get business because of the people that work for the corporation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a good relationship with the person that works there, then you're going to come back. Or if you feel confident and secure and, mm-hmm. yeah. You trust. You trust them. Yeah. And you know that they're they're looking after your best interest. Yeah. Then, 100%. Yeah. Um, we talk, like, this, this podcast is a lot about marketing. Um, and that's the big thing, to get someone to even, like, reach out to you. So whether you're marketing through, like, email or social media or putting yourself out there to get business, people need to trust you. Yes. And when they trust you and you feel like you have a good relationship with them, they will keep coming back. And you yes. have that repeat business. That's exactly. And repeat business is what you that's, want. That's what, drives, that's what drives you to success. Is, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're not confident in yourself, then how do you portray that? How do you sell yourself? How do you, you know, other people to trust you? Mm-hmm. you? You have to believe in what you're doing. You have to believe in what you're, what you're selling. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. If you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in what you're selling. You can't sell it. No. You just can't. 100% not. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, I want to thank you for coming on here. It's so funny. I like sprung this on here. We, we were like catching up for the past couple hours since she came here. And I was like, let's do a podcast. <laughs> and she was like, sure. So sure. I can I condone you for jumping in on this. Because um, I think it's interesting to look at the, just the lifespan of how the world has changed in terms of like education or job security or just what people are doing now. Jobs and, available. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. And you I, have to reinvent yourself. You yeah. Have to, and yeah. I think this generation and Joe and I talk all the time about like, it's interesting, like what Cole and Claire are going to do yeah. or what, like yes. my, my sisters, like nieces and nephews, like what's going to be available to them. Yep. Because I remember even when I was like, I'm kind of like doing the social media thing. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, like my mom's on, on like, I mean, I have like 40,000 people following me, thousands of people who listen to this. And it's interesting because you're not part of that world. No. So just to like trust that you believed in what I was doing was. I have listened to some uh, for through dad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Every now and then they're like, I saw yeah. this or I listen to this. So. But I think that the younger generation is going to be brought up 
under a different mindset than what you were or I was. Mm. That that there's more options out there. Yeah, absolutely. And if you even look at like the technology and what the younger generations are even like looking at or like how they're connected with people. And, and what they're doing yeah. for entertainment. I yes. mean, it's totally yeah. different than what you did. Definitely more than what yeah. I ever did. But I think like even like foundational skills. So like learning how to sell, like learning how to market, like having confidence in yourself, like those foundational skills can be transferred to anything. Because mm-hmm. I even look at like Instagram as like the big social media platform now and it will come and go. Right. Because, you know, Joe's children are not on Instagram. Right. Instagram and Facebook is known for like old people. Oh, yes. So yes. if we think that we can continue just showing up in marketing and that we can't get jump on the new wave of stuff coming up, then your business will be left behind. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 You have to be ahead of the curve. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 